Hey, you can you can grab a grab a seat. It is good to see you. How many are happy be in the house of the Lord today? Awesome. All right. So I know you are all excited and prepared for Esther part thirty. Uh, no, I think I think we're part six or part seven. But uh, unfortunately, Pastor Adam is unwell. Uh, so he'll be watching online. So everybody say hello, Pastor Adam. He'll be in bed with a cup of lemon tea and all that sort of thing. So, so today uh, he's asked me to step in the gap. I hope, I hope that's okay. I'm not going to talk about Esther because uh, I just think Pastor Adam does such a great, great job of that. But I thought I'd follow the same theme and I thought we'd stick with woman in the Bible and all the ladies said, amen. amen. Pretty weak, but uh, that's okay. You'll, you'll get there. And so this morning, I thought I would talk about Mary. Now, not Mary, the mother of Jesus, but Mary of Bethany. And um, I've entitled the message this morning, just really simple, just the good news. How many we, could, we can do with some good news? All right, so I pray it is helpful this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, it's always a good thing to do. Uh, we can go to Matthew 26, 13. And uh, this is Jesus speaking, and this is after Mary of Bethany has done this extravagant act of worship. And Jesus says this. He says, truly I say to you. Now let's, let's just we'll do a little Bible lesson here. When Jesus says truly, it doesn't mean everything he said prior was kind of make-believe and now this is the truth. When he says truly, he means pay attention. This is important. You need to understand that. So just to clarify that, Jesus didn't lie. He always told the truth. So truly I say to you, says Jesus, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman, speaking of Mary, the Mary we're talking about, what this woman has done will also be spoken of her and uh, will be spoken of in memory of her. So Jesus says, wherever the gospel goes, wherever the good news is preached, wherever it goes in the world, this, what Mary has done, the memory of Mary, what she's done, it'll be linked with it. Everywhere the gospel goes, the message of Mary goes. Wherever the gospel's preached, Mary is remembered in that. He links Mary with the spreading of the gospel. Now, I don't know anywhere else in Scripture that Jesus links anybody with the gospel or the spreading of the gospel. But somehow, he's, he's entwined in them. It's like a hand in a glove. They, they go together. Where the gospel goes, what Mary's done and what she's about goes with it. Jesus wants Mary to be remembered. He's like, remember Mary. See, Mary never preached a message. Woman can, some good preachers. We got some good woman preachers. Mary never preached the message. She never performed a miracle. She's never written a book. And she's actually only mentioned three times in the whole of Scripture. Yet Jesus links her. Out of everyone, he links her with the gospel and the spreading of the good news. So what, what's so essential about Mary? What's so important about Mary that he would link her and the spreading of the gospel? Please, you asked. It's simple, really. The, 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 simple, the simple answer is Mary loves Jesus. Mary loves Jesus and puts him first. 
But you kind of go, you know, you'd be like me. Well, I mean, really, is that that speed? I mean, we all, come on, we all love Jesus. Like so many people in the Bible have loved Jesus. Like I love Jesus, you know, but he links Mary with the spreading of the gospel. So why her? What's so special about Mary? If your name's Mary today, this is a good day for you. You're going to be feeling really great. See, Mary's first mention in Luke. Luke talks about Mary in 10, uh, Luke 10, 38. You'll know this passage. When I read it, you'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 I know that, that story. But I, I'll read it because it's good. All Scripture's good. So it says this, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened a home to him. She had a sister called Mary. This is the Mary we're talking about. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? You know, I've got a sister, like a brother, like, like they, you know, you always end up, not the, excluding the white fan, no, no, none of that. He said, like, tell her. He, she comes to Jesus, like, tell her to help me, Lord. Don't you love Jesus? He's like, Martha. Like, you know, Martha. He says, it says the Lord answered. I'm just paraphrasing. He says, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, says Jesus, or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her, says Jesus. It says Mary's seated at the feet of Jesus, listening to his words. She's fixated on him. She's sitting there staring at him. Like she's not sitting there with a notepad taking notes, although taking notes is good. But she's not sitting at his feet taking notes. She's not cross-referencing all his scripture references. She's not sitting there with a prayer request saying, Jesus, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. She's not asking for all these things. She's just sitting at his feet. Her eyes are just fixed upon him. See, Mary doesn't give a hoot about what anyone else thinks. And that's a word for someone here today. You just got to forget what everybody else thinks. Just fix your eyes upon Jesus and watch what will happen. See, when, you fo when your focus is on him, when he's your very source, everything else changes, friend. When you encounter Jesus like Mary did, you become different to everybody else in the room. Nita's excited. I love that. And Jesus says, remember Mary. Like he points to Mary. Listen to her. He's like, remember her. He links her with the good news. See, Mary's teaching us something, something important, something Jesus doesn't want forgotten. She's teaching us that you can't look away from me. Like if you really knew him, like, like Mary knew him, if you knew him like Mary knew him, you would never look away from him. You could never look away from him. 
See, there's a depth of intimacy, a depth of connection. There's this, this reciprocal love. It's, it's the Trinity. It's this, there's this connection going on that she's drawn into and he's drawn into. And it's found at his feet. It's in this exchange of love, this union of love, that something supernatural happens. Something beyond our understanding happens. Mary knows things about Jesus the disciples haven't got a clue about. They're all about who's going to sit where, but she knows the time's coming. She knows there's a funeral. See, at his feet, in intimacy with him, you'll learn things that no one else knows. You'll be, you'll be brought into the things of the Father. You're very quiet today. Jesus points to Mary. And he says, this is the good news. He links this with the good news. It's an intimacy. It's a bonding. It's a knowing. It's a union far greater than what we've known so far. It's an intimacy far beyond what we understand. There's something supernatural about it. It's a walking with him beyond anything we've ever thought was possible. And he invites us into this place, this place of Mary. Don't forget Mary. See, if only we'd allow him to captivate our heart like Mary's heart has been captivated. How different the world may be when he's the all in all, when he's the source, when he's everything. It's funny, this message doesn't follow any of the guidelines of messages, you know, three points, two nice illustrations. I just, I'm just speaking from my heart today. Is that okay? See, we pray a salvation prayer and we think one day, you know, Lord, come into my life, save me, set me free. It's good. We, we pray this prayer, and then we have this idea that one day, like, like heaven, man, I'll know him. I'll know what it is to walk with him. One day, know what it is to know God, to be with God. And Jesus Christ, remember Mary? Remember, he points to Mary. He says, this is the good news. It's intimacy with me here, now, relationship, now. You can have it now. It's what I laid my life down for now. Pastor Neil's getting passionate. See, Mary of Bethany's a call to us. He's calling you. Like this message is for you. Don't worry about the person beside you. It's a message for you. God's got eyes only for you. He's speaking to you. He died for you. He left the 99 for you. Mary's a call to us, a reminder to us that God desires to draw us deeper and deeper and deeper into intimacy, into relationship with Him here, now, in this place. There's a world in desperate need of the love that He has, that He wants to reveal to us and through us into a world that needs it. 
So your desires to draw us into the place that's beyond our understanding. Like, like Mary didn't need to understand anything. She just sat at his feet, and it was in that intimacy that everything begins to change. See, we're so good. I mean, we're so clever, aren't we, us humans? We're so clever. We, we've got it all. Like, we know God. We've got it worked out. We've got our doctrines and our theologies, and we've got all our little boxes that we put God, and I'm not against that. I understand that. But what are the dangers of that? Is when you separate God into all these little boxes, you miss the whole point. You miss the whole God. You can't see the whole God because you're looking at all the pieces. I had a vision a while ago, and I saw all these boxes all over the ground. And it was like doctrines and theologies and teachings and all that. And I saw all of a sudden there was like this huge net just got dropped over the whole lot. And I saw the Lord's hand just come down and grab it and pull the whole lot up. And as he pulled it up, it just drew everything together and he drew it into himself. You see, he wants you to move from where you are and where your understanding is. And he wants you to draw, draw you into a deeper intimacy with him. Because as you're drawn into intimacy with him, what comes out the other side is going to be very different to what you see now. There's a love we haven't encountered. There's an intimacy we haven't encountered, but it's ours. It's what Jesus laid his life down for. And he says, come. This isn't in my notes. <laughs> See, God seeks to draw us into deeper intimacy with him, deeper union with him to release through us a deeper revelation of who he is to a lost and hurting world that desperately, desperately needs to encounter the fullness of God's undiluted, untainted, unpolluted love. We look at our doctrines, and I, please hear me, I'm not saying doctrine and that's wrong. I'm just, I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> we look at our doctrines, our theologies, our understanding, and, and we go, this is Christianity. And Jesus points to Mary and says, no, that's Christianity. That's what I'm coming for. That's the bride I'm looking for. It's a church that's in love with me. It's a church that's drawn into me. See, Mary demonstrates his worth. See, for Mary, he's not just an add-on. He's not the little Jesus suitcase that I get out on a Sunday and come to church with. Like for Mary, Jesus is everything. He's the foundation. He's the source. He's the all in all. See, her love for him alone cries. He's greater than all of his gifts. How often are we chasing after gifts? She's like, forget the gifts. Find the giver of the gifts. Her love for him cries, he's more wonderful than his wonders. See, he's the essence of her life. He's the substance of her very being. He calls us into this deeper intimacy with him, into this transforming union. See, Mary's not standing in awe of her power. She, she's not in it for what she can get. 
She's found something far more valuable. She's found that he is the fulfillment to her person. He's the joy in her life. He's the peace in her heart. And he's the satisfaction, the total satisfaction of her soul. See, she's discovered that he's the very thing she's always wanted but not known. Like he, he, he's the answer to every problem she's ever had and not known. Like at his feet in his presence, she has no need for prayer because he fulfills every need, every desire. It all vanishes in his presence at his feet. If you knew him like Mary knew him. Jesus says, remember Mary. We're like one day in heaven. I'll know him. And he's like, you can know him now in ways you don't understand. Like the Lord wants to take the lid off your understanding and, your, and, your, and what you believe Christianity is. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, when the eyes of our soul, like our inner eyes, our inner being, when the eyes of our soul looking out, meet the eyes of God looking in, there in that place, Heaven has begun on earth. It's in this place of intimacy. Heaven touches earth at the feet of Jesus. Heaven touches earth in Mary. It's this place of union with God. I'm just telling you what, this isn't my message. I'm just telling you what Jesus says. Jesus calls what Mary's doing. This intimacy with him, this sitting at his feet, Jesus calls it good. Like, like Jesus says to Martha that Mary has chosen the good part. Mary has chosen the better thing. Jesus calls it indestructible. He calls it eternal. It'll never be taken away from her. How far? How far have we strayed? How far have we strayed from Mary? How, how far have we strayed from what Jesus is wanting us to remember? We're so busy with all our stuff and all the things we want to do, consumed by all our activity, our plans, our ideas, our doing. Dare I say it, even our saving the world. And Jesus says, remember Mary. Because in the place of Mary, at the feet of Jesus, everything changes. Everything changes. See, Mary's looking at him. Martha's not. One is listening to him. The other's not. One's near him. The other's not. One's at rest in him. And the other's not. See, Martha's too active to give him her attention. Too busy with the things of God to have time to be with God. I, I, I can hear the churning. It's like, yeah, well, it's really nice, Pastor, but like, get real. <laughs> like, seriously, get real. Like, what am I meant to do? Go and sit on a, on a, on a mountaintop and sing Kumbaya. You know, like, like hey, do you know my family? Like, I have five kids. Have you, met my, have you met my husband? Like, I am continually picking up after him. Like, I get it. 
You know, I'm retired. I don't have time for anything anymore. I'm retired. You know, I'm at school. I've got exams. We're all busy. I get it. Of course, Jesus never was. I mean, he only had three years and those 12 guys to save the world. You know, I'm really not a big deal. My life's way busier than Jesus's. See, it's not about how much you have to do, but what's the source of everything you do do? What's the source of everything you're doing? Jesus had a lot to do. He had a bigger job, I might say, than most of us. But everything he did flowed from the Father, flowed from his relationship with his Father. I do only what I see the Father do. I say only what the Father says. Repeatedly, Jesus drew away somewhere quiet, sat quiet with the Father, listening. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because he hung out with the Father. It's not a question of how much activity you're involved in, but what's the source of that activity? I get it, we're all busy. And you may be busy doing good things. You may even be busy doing great things. But are they things that were birthed at the feet of Jesus? Are they things that the Lord spoke to you to do? Or are they things you're doing based on influence from others and others' ideas and what this one thinks and that one thinks? John Wesley we all know John Wesley, not personally, of course, but you know, John Wesley. He said this. He said, Simplicity is a loving intent upon Jesus alone, seeking no other person or thing. The famous John Wesley, he, his focus was Jesus. He's describing Mary, he's describing what Jesus links with the good news. Thomas Kelly says this. He says, deep within us all, there is an amazing inner sanctuary of the soul, a holy place, a divine center, a speaking voice to which we may continually return. Dare I say, a place where we may dwell, a place he has prepared for us. And Jesus invites us. Remember Mary. Jesus invites us into this place of intimacy, this secret place. See, we see no value in it. Like, what's the, I'm so busy. What's the point of sitting at his feet? Like, doing nothing, like just sitting there. Like, what's the point, Pastor? We don't understand the significance of it or the power of it or the transformation that takes place in that place because it's beyond this world. It's supernatural. It's kingdom, not world. And Jesus says, remember Mary. It's the place where heaven touches earth. We pray, God, come, let heaven touch it. Try it at his feet. See, it's the place where things change. It's the place where you change. 
It's a place where your view of God changes, where your view of the world changes. See, everything changes in that place. It's the place where God begins to fill you more and more deeply with himself. It's the place from which rivers of living water flow, where the yoke is easy, where the burden is light. It's where the whisper of the Spirit of God is heard. That's where you are transformed by Him. Nothing you do, it's all Him. It truly is heaven on earth, and it's available to you, and it's available to me. Matthew 6, 6. Jesus, so I'm just quoting, I'm just telling you what Jesus says. I don't know nothing, I'm just telling you what he says. Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says this. He says, but whenever you pray, like praying's a good idea. Whenever you pray, go into your inner room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret will reward you. See, he's not so much talking about an inner room in the house. He's talking about your inner room. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, like God resides in you. You don't, you don't need to find God out here. He's, he's already in here. He resides in you, and he's waiting for you in that place. How do I find that place? How, how, how do I access that secret place? How do I get to this place that, that Mary discovered that Jesus links with the spreading of the gospel? Well, you surrender into him. It's like it's never been lost. It's not like so often we think we have to find it, but the truth is it's always been there, and God's continually waiting for you in that place. You just can't find it. You can't hear it because there's so much noise going on all around the place. And he invites you into that place. I know it's kind of all about love and that, so I thought I'd put a practical bit in for the guys. So it's a real practical bit. So what can I do practically to find that place? Well, find somewhere quiet. It is good. I have to be careful what I say. It's been recorded. So just find a quiet place. And just set aside some time, maybe 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. And just sit there and just be still and turn your heart towards Jesus. Can I give you a definition of Christian success that I think if you just hold on to this, it will, it will hold you in good stead? I reckon Christian success is simply a heart fully turned toward God. Like if you live by that principle and that principle alone, you won't get lost. So find this quiet place, 20 minutes, just sit with the Lord, just, just turn your heart towards Him and just sit in quiet. And I tell you, you'll hate it. You'll absolutely hate it. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I'll tell you why. Because you'll realize how far from Him you actually are. You'll realize how impossible it is for you to sit at His feet like Mary does. Because this is what will happen. I give you 10 seconds, 15 tops. If you're super spiritual, 25. 
as soon as you sit quietly, the cares of this world, every thought will bombard you. Where are the kids? What do I do? I've got lunch tomorrow. What if I, do I need to go to the supermarket? Did I put the rubbish bin there? Where was that parking ticket? Like your whole head will just come bombarded with every thought under the sun. Like you can't be still. You can't sit at his feet. That's how far we've strayed from what he's asking us to remember, what he's asking us to come back to. But it's a good thing to realize how far you are. Because you can repent. <laughs> Once you realize you've, you, you've got this distance, you can come back. You can just like, God, help me. I want to come into this place. I want to know you like Mary knows you. And if you persevere, you'll, you'll, you'll realize that over time, what he does... <laughs> As he begins to reveal himself to you in ways you've never known him. It becomes a place. It literally is heaven on earth. You, you come into this place of being with him that, that, that words can't describe. It's, it's a oneness. It's, it's, it's a unity with him, and it's the place that Mary knows. And today... God's simply highlighting that place. See, because if you don't know it exists, you don't know it's for you, how will you ever find it? How will you ever get there? And so God, all he's doing today is saying, look, remember Mary, there's this place of intimacy with me. There's this depth with me that you haven't even stepped into yet, but it's yours. I laid my life down for it. close with this. John writes about Mary as well. John in um, John 12, 3. Again, Mary's coming into the situation. The house is full. There's people all around. It's, it's crazy. But she has eyes only for him. She cares only for him and she sees him and she comes. And she's got this vial of perfume, this bottle of perfume. And she comes to his feet and she breaks this perfume and she pours it over his feet. And she begins to, to dry his, his feet with her hair. Like she pours out the whole bottle, like everything, holds nothing back. See, how much you're willing to pour, back, pour out and how much you're willing to hold back is a reflection of the depth and the love that you have for God. But she pours the whole lot. She's like, I'm not holding. I'm giving you everything. And as she's, she's drying his hair, drying his feet, sorry, with this perfume, like she's poured it all out. This crazy thing happens. And I pray you catch the spiritual significance of this. As she's drying his feet with her hair, as she's poured out everything to him. See, now he's beginning to smell like her. And, and he's beginning to smell like, like she's beginning to smell like him. And he's beginning to smell like her. See, that act of intimacy, that act of union, the two are starting to become one. The, the, you, you can't tell them apart. They begin to smell. And then John goes on to say, 
that as a result of that, as a result of that coming together, the whole house is beginning to get filled with this perfume. The whole house is beginning to be changed by this result of this two of them coming together, of this act of worship that Mary's performed. See, Mary nailed it. Mary hit the gospel on the head that God desires to mix with man. The whole point of the gospel is intimacy with God. And so this ordinary woman who never wrote a book, who never preached a sermon, who never performed a miracle, she stole the heart of Jesus. And Jesus points to Mary. Says, this is the good news. Jesus points to Mary and says, This is the bride I'm looking for. This is the bride I'm coming back for. And this morning, he invites you to come. Maybe we can stand. He invites you to come. To come meet with him in this inner room. Jesus. It's like the lover in the Song of Solomon. He's, he's reaching through the latticework. He's reaching for the light. He's reaching for the church. He's reaching for you. And he's saying, would you come? Would you come to me? Would you come to this place? Would you remember Mary? Would you understand what I have for you? God invites us into this deeper love, this deeper intimacy, this deeper revelation of who He is. It's the intimacy of the gospel at one with God. So where the boundaries of heaven and earth blur, it's the mystery of divine love a love we've never experienced. I just want to ask this morning, like if that's you, like if God's speaking to you, I just want to invite you to come. You know, the worship team, are we just going to close in a song? But I, I do believe God's calling people. He's wanting to minister to people. So wherever you are, I just invite you now to just, just maybe come up the front. If that's you, you know God's just, man, I need to find this place. I need to know this place like Mary knows. You at home, if you're at home, again, just wherever you are, just ask Him to come and He'll find you in that place. He'll lead you into that place. Maybe you're here, you don't know the Lord as your Lord or your Savior. Friend, again, I just want to give you an opportunity to just come to the front today. Like I believe as we come, God will meet us in this place. Jesus.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace.